It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sit and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod. Hello and welcome to the Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast. I'm Sid. I'm Tay. Welcome to season four, episode two. We're back, baby. We're back in the swing of it. It's fun. Yeah. Routine I'm doing again. a weird thing with my hand. <laughs> It's you okay, can't you can't see, see my hands on my desk, but I'm kind of doing the same with both of my hands, so we are doing great. <laughs> we are doing great. It's uh, Saturday. We're recording on Saturday right now, presumably. I don't know if we're doing that forever, but this is the second time we've done it, or I guess the third, technically. I don't hate it. I'm I don't hate lie. it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. If I had things to do on Saturdays, it would be stressful, but... Yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, like that day that we had to do it really early, that was a little bit much. But like, that was bad. I don't know. It's like almost two o'clock. It feels kind of good. Feels right. It's vibes. Maybe this is just our day now. <laughs> Maybe we do Saturdays now. That's kind of weird, but not really. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> what are you nostalgic for this week? I am nostalgic for senior pictures, which I uh, realized I took about 10 years ago to the date, mm. which makes me feel horribly old now. Well, you know. We're all dying. <laughs> um, yeah, we did the like class photos that everybody takes. We had like I had the sit down in the portrait shop type of photo that we put in like our senior yearbooks. The senior pictures that I'm talking about are the really staged ones that are just out in nature. Mm. And I just think that they're great. Get all dressed up in a place that I lived. There are like a certain photographers that people always wanted to go to and they would book so far in advance, yeah. which is insane because we're seniors in high school. <laughs> and why did we go all out for these? It makes no sense. It's not like I'm graduating college. It's just high school. Do you even do senior photos for college? I feel like that's not a thing either. No, but what I'm saying is it's funny because it's like it's you're graduating high school. Yeah. Like that's the achievement. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, let's document this. <laughs> but yeah, I every year they pop up on my Facebook memories. Um and I just look like a child. The older I get, the more I'm like, Oh, I thought I looked so old here. Yeah. And I am not. I am a baby. You really have no perception of like who you are when you're a teenager <laughs> well and it's funny because with the senior pictures it's like you get at least with my photographer it was like bring anything that kind of represents yeah. you and so then looking back I'm like why were my orange square sunglasses like <laughs> the thing that defined me they are not great that photo is great <laughs> I did have a beanie my beanie photos are great because I do still wear them so incredible that's favorite hat man they were and then my mom dressed me, so I also looked like an adult, but they're like not things that I wore mm -hmm. on a daily basis. It was just like, yeah, these look pretty and they do, but that wasn't me. <laughs> There's a photo where I'm also wearing black Converse that I don't think anybody has seen, but those are like my, my defining shoes oh, that I chose. I love Converse to this day. I don't have any right now, but I, for a while, just would continuously buy all black Converse and then wear them into the ground and then buy the exact same pair of shoes and start over. <laughs> I love it. I was not somebody that also had like an instrument at that point in time because I know that that's a big thing with people mm -hmm. uh, with their senior photos. Um, but I did have a little necklace that was my happy and sad face of theater because that was my life. It's just funny. <laughs> I was posing in dead plants like... <laughs> trying to be edgy out in nature in the fall oh, yeah so cultivating a vibe here gotta love them uh that's great i don't have senior photos so i can't really play in this space <laughs> i have one okay. and i hate it but you know uh all of i it's very fun to look at all of my friends little little books and my my sisters my cousins like my sister moved to texas when she was uh, a freshman and so her senior photos she just like has cowboy boots <laughs> it's like this is <laughs> You're from the Midwest, but yeah, live live that life. <laughs> and everybody in the South wears cowboy boots all the time. I mean, they must, apparently. That was, whenever I moved to Nashville, that was one of the first things that my mom was like, you got to go buy a pair. <laughs> and so we went and I was like, I never wear They're these. They're expensive I don't know. too. They're super expensive. It was like $150 yeah. for a pair of boots. I was like, they're for fine. For the gimmick. They actually yeah. hurt. <laughs> anyway, what are you nostalgic for? 
the Nickelodeon movie Spectacular. Oh. Do you know that movie? I vaguely remember it. I feel like when you start describing yes. it, I will. So it's about this kid who uh, he's like in a band, but all of his bandmates hate him because he's like a diva, essentially. And so he's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, screw all you guys. I'm going to go solo. And so then he tries to go solo, um, but he needs like a bunch of money to hire like a, a demo band, essentially, so that he has people to record it with. And so okay. he goes to like a fair. I don't know why he's going to this fair to like find. Oh, no, he goes to a fair because he sees a flyer for no, no, no. <laughs> the person who there's a girl who goes to, I guess, school with him. I have no idea how old he is. It seems like school um, who runs a show choir and she's looking for a new leading man because her leading man got poached by a um a rival show choir and so uh mm. she sees him and she's like you have a really good voice and he's like no i'm not doing show choir that's stupid and then she's like the prize is x amount of money and then he's like still no but then he finds out he needs money and he's like okay i'll go i'll see like whatever so then he joins a show choir and there's like an enemies to lovers vibe right which is fine mm-hmm. but then also he falls in love with like doing show choir and <laughs> it's a really good movie and uh, truth be told, guys, I didn't have anything this week. So I went to my little list of things that I hold for when I don't have anything. And this was the first thing on that list. And it's just a really good movie. I rewatched it like maybe two years ago. And I was like, this still holds up. It's very fun. I'm pretty sure it was either around the same time or just before Glee. So show choirs were hot. And it's a really good movie. You started describing the plot fully don't know the movie so never watched it Sid we have to watch Spectacular it's so good I know what we're doing birthday weekend ah we're watching Spectacular um it is terrible though that as soon as he said show choir I can only think of Glee and I hate that (laughs) because I mean they're really cool the genre yeah it's it's a whole thing but they've they've kind of tainted that for me certainly think about but I'm glad I'm glad you love that movie yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. I miss simple Nickelodeon slash Disney movies. I also miss when movies, it didn't matter if they were good or bad. <laughs> Just kind of watched them, you know? Why? Why? There's a lot of pressure now for movies, I feel. That's true. Yeah, everything's got to be incredible. Could just be a, a, an okay movie. Yeah, that's, you're, so, you're so right, bestie. Well, movies. movies. Do you want to get into it? This is yeah, a TV let's show. talk TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Season four, episode two is titled Hair Today, Goon Tomorrow. So that's very funny. <laughs> it's a great title. Um, episode aired on September 27th, 1996. It was directed by Jeff McCracken. It was written by Susan Estelle Jansen. Ooh. The synopsis is just by herself. I love that, I by love the way. That. Yeah. Um, synopsis is Topanga takes drastic measures to prove to Corey that looks aren't important. But when Topanga gets a stunning makeover, Corey starts to feel even more self-conscious. That's a great synopsis. We're two mm-hmm. for two this season. Uh, season four. People know what they're talking about. <laughs> I <laughs> love season four so much. I feel like I keep saying that every season. I'm like, oh, I love this season so much. I was looking at all of the episodes that we have this season and I'm like, oh, ee, oh. Also, just a note, it has nothing to do with the plot. They look older they already do. in this episode, yeah. um, even compared to the last one, because it was, I feel like just the tail end of the last season. And so it still had that vibe. They look sure. older. They're older now. They are older now. I think it's possible even that they filmed the first episode of this season at the end of the previous one and then they took That's their break. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because they do look different for sure. It's really funny because it feels like there's only a few months in between seasons according to like what Jeff told us, but like they are growing so fast. <laughs> Except Ryder still kind of looks younger in comparison to the other two and I don't you know. Think? I think so. I mean like he I know that he looks older than how he had in the past, but out right. of the three of them, I still thought that he looked a little younger. Maybe. It might be the hair. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz his hair doesn't really change. Yeah. For like the whole like it gets a little bit shorter, but it's still pretty long in the front. Anyway, first scene, we are in the boys' bedroom. They are asleep. Eric is muttering baseball intros um, in his sleep in Spanish. 
for some reason. This awakes Corey just before Eric's alarm goes off. He turns the light on and tells Eric, you were doing it again. Eric asks, the Jenny McCarthy dream or the Spanish baseball announcing? Corey says, baseball, it, like in Spanish. And Eric replies, good. Jenny was starting to get needy. <laughs> I tell you something, Corey, you hit a certain age and you're afraid to go to sleep at night, which is, I don't, why? <laughs> Dreams? <laughs> Uh, Corey, now in the bathroom, responds, I tell you something, Eric, you hit a certain age and you're afraid to wake up in the morning. Corey brushes his teeth for what is like legitimately 0.2 seconds and then looks everywhere at the mirror when he's rinsing his mouth. Eric notices this and tells him, sooner or later, you're going to have to look at yourself, my friend. Come on. Corey looks and says, oh man, it's me. Eric's like, come on, Corey. Every teenager goes through this gawky, awkward, hate what they look like phase. Corey's like, what about you? Eric says, yeah, you'd think that, baby. Listen, why don't we stick to the problem that is your head? All right. Now for the next few years, you're going to be growing into your look. Everybody understands that. Nobody's going to give you a hard time about it. Okay. Which is like, honestly, very supportive brothering. It's very Mm -hmm. sweet. Uh, Morgan then sticks a Mr. Potato Head into frame and says, hi, I'm Corey. And for the next three years, I'm going to look like a potato. (laughs) Eric tries to shoo her away. But Corey's like, no, the child speaks the truth. I, Corey Matthews, am a potato. (laughs) And that's the end of the scene. I like this scene just starting out because they're hitting the age when puberty is a big deal all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. It's fun that they're just uh, diving in at the beginning of the season with it. the sleep talking is very strange. I've never encountered somebody that sleep talks in complete sentences, um, only little bits and just mm-hmm. kind of jumbled messes. Uh, so just the fact that he can just speak fluently in Spanish <laughs> in his dream is <laughs> uh, in full sentences is crazy. But yeah, you were right about the very good brotherly advice, though, which makes me think that the two months that they spent on the road was actually... A very well-spent time together. Yeah, it made them closer. Yeah, it's nice that they can actually be supportive in that way. Um, and then Morgan coming in. that <laughs> It made me laugh. It was unexpected. Lindsay, the actress that plays Morgan, just at the end of the scene is like so just putting <laughs> the potato head up to the camera and is like trying to be in the center of it. And I think it's funny because it is blocking Ben yeah. and Will and it's great. <laughs> It, it feels very kid sister to be like, yeah. hello, I'm here now <laughs> and I'm making fun of you. Also to be called a potato. <laughs> it's just so sad. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next scene, we are at school. There's a line of students all primping themselves in locker mirrors, including Sean, who is like tossing his hair, and Corey, who is preening into a photo of Mr. Potato Head with a pipe. He pulls out a similar pipe from his locker and starts posing with it, but Feeney walks by, pulls it out of his mouth, and says, I'll just take that, Mr. Matthews, without breaking his stride. Corey says, now I got no pipe. Then to Sean, yes, fine, you're perfect. Now, can we get out of the hallway where everyone can see me? Sean says, hold on, just need to get a little more hair in my eyes, and Corey says, you know I hate that. And then he like tossles Sean's hair aggressively. Sean looks back in the mirror and says, also good. Corey then starts aggressively trying to like run his hands through his hair and goes, also good, also good, move. (laughs) And Sean stops him and says, Corey, come on, you're going to cut your fingers. (laughs) Which is so mean. And Corey agrees that he's overreacting. He's like, it's just that between you and Eric, it feels like I'm surrounded by people with perfect hair. Topanga then walks up and greets him and he says, no need to explain this relationship, is there? She asks what they're talking about and he says nothing. I'm just feeling a little insecure today, but I'm sure it'll pass. A guy then comes up and asks Topanga out while she's literally like got an arm around Corey. And she's like, of course not. I'm going out with Corey. He's like, I figured you would have dumped him over the summer. She tells him to leave. And he's like, if you do decide to dump him, here's my card and walks away. She and the boys look at it and Corey reads locker number 168. That's a nice locker. She tosses the card and says, it's just some guy asking me out. It's no big deal. He's like, it's no big deal to you because you're the ASCII. And why are you the ASCII? You're always the ASCII because you are gorgeous. She says, well, thank you, but give me some credit. I know some guys go out with girls because of how they look, but you go out with me because of who I am inside. He looks back at Sean and they share a, ha She continues, the <laughs> only reason you think I'm good looking is because you care about me. Sean does the, ha again. And Corey looks back at him and says, that was one too many. She finishes, <laughs> no matter what I look like, you'd still think I was pretty. He says, yeah, but Topanga, this is easy for you to say. You don't have a nose that takes up half your face and hair like a Brillo pad. She pulls him away from Sean and he says, what, you saw suds? She says, first of all, I love your face and your hair. But most of all, I love you because of who you are. They have a little kiss and she continues, 
And I hope you love me because of who I am and not because of my face and hair. He like thinks about this for a second. She's like, Corey. He says, Topanga, if I looked in the mirror every morning and saw what you see, I'd feel pretty good about myself too. She says, oh, so you think that's it? You think that's what gives me all of my confidence, my face and hair? He adds, and the fact that they're perfect? Yeah, I think that puts a little spring in your step. She says, oh yeah? Well, here's what I think. And pulls some scissors out of her bag and proceeds to start cutting chunks out of her hair. Hands one to him. This is important. And he continues to cut hair. She says, well, am I any different now? And he says, well, uh, a little less predictable, but I'd love you no matter what you look like. She stops cutting and says, good, glad you learned something. She picks up her bag and starts walking down the hallway, but catches her reflection in Sean's locker mirror and just like stops short, drops her bag, runs up to the mirror, clutching her hair, looking horrified. Sean says, she's going to scream now. She does. That's the end of the scene. Wild. (laughs) (laughs) I love this episode so much. I'm going to go back to the beginning, but going to get there. Uh, the fact that he has the Mr. Potato Head taped into his locker and is just looking at it is very funny. <laughs> and the fact that Sean has a fairly full-length mirror as like as tall as the locker. It's not like yeah. a full locker, but the fact that he has a full mirror. Like whenever being in lockers, like me growing up, they had the little tiny mirrors. Mm-hmm. And it was just funny to see one that big because it's like, wow, okay. <laughs> Corey's dressing like a dad again. He's wearing the same type of outfit with the polo. He's in his awkward teenage years. (laughs) He doesn't know what to wear. It's just so funny. It's so bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I even commented about looking how long and beautiful Topanga's hair is. It's so... She's got such good hair. Even when she cuts it, it's still like... It just like moves in this way. Like her hair is amazing. Yeah, the boy coming up with the puka shell necklace <laughs> it's such like a let's say like 90s and early 2000s like hot surfer looking guy that just has kind of longish hair and the puka shells and like this v-neck and i was like this is the hot guy everybody yeah it's very funny i think Corey and topanga are really cute little couple goals uh just being cute. adorable with everything and like every single line it's like you go out with me because of who i am inside and i love you because <laughs> of who you are i was like well this is all sweet and they're just kids <laughs> <laughs> but they're not kids. They're Corey and Topanga. <laughs> they are the pinnacle of relationships. <laughs> they're just so sweet. Danielle cutting her hair, though. What She was allegedly not allowed to cut her hair uh, mm-hmm. for several years for the show. So mm-hmm. when she was able to, she did incorporate it into this episode, which is just awesome. <laughs> it was that she wasn't allowed to unless yes. they could make it an episode. Which is great. <laughs> They like were also like, horrifying. You can cut it if <laughs> because she does just hack it off, and it's funny that I know that the point that she's trying to make of yeah, see, it doesn't matter. But like, girl, you just you immediately chopped it and then went. I'm just gonna go about my day now, and it's not even all of the hair; it's just little pieces. Yeah, here and it's there. just chunks of it. It's not full around because if she, realistically, if she would have just done the entire thing, she probably would have been like, yeah, see, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but it's just she left it and then walked away which i think do all of it (laughs) yeah it was it was very much to like prove the point of like it doesn't it can be random and it doesn't matter but like also it does matter (laughs) it really does you cut off like five inches no problem (laughs) on one side of your hair yeah my thing with this scene and just kind of from Corey's perspective the entire time i am curious how it feels or how it felt to be Ben, where the whole butt of the joke is Mm -hmm. that he is not attractive and doesn't think that he is attractive because it's not like he had already gone through puberty. No, he's he's going through it actively. And so for them to be like, hey, you're going to have issues. (laughs) Like, how would that feel? I'd be really self-conscious. I thought about this specifically when he said the thing about his nose taking up half his face, because it is very noticeable to me at least um between when the show ended and he kind of like disappeared from the public eye and when he came back for girl meets world he got a very obvious nose job um and it looks very different no judgment no shame but like i thought about that a lot when he said that line i was like oh i wonder if this was like a thing and then also to have it be like written about in a tv show stressful yeah and like there's that there's the fact that it, like, his hair is something his and, hair like, is just sean, hair. sean making the joke about like he's gonna cut his yeah. fingers oh. and i was like oh my god this is there's so many things it's not just about like 
his personality, which yeah. like, you can kind of goof on. And just It's like his physical appearance yeah, that they're yeah. just making fun of the entire time, which is kind of wild. <laughs> it's very, it's, it's very stressful. It's very stressful. I can't imagine... I can't imagine. <laughs> I'm so fragile. Like, imagine being in a TV show that is, like, about you and people, like, they're writing lines that are about your physical life that you cannot change or control. It's, like, so, I can't imagine. It's so stressful. And because I know that we've talked about this, but also just knowing about pop culture, it's, like, Danielle, Will, and Ryder are, like, heartthrobs for people. Yeah, and so true. I also bet that that's a whole thing that now it's, like, and we're still going to knock you down a couple pegs. Oh, you're so right. I forgot. <laughs> Every like poster that people would have and just like it's it's everything. Mm. I would hate that. I would hate to be in that public eye and just be like, yeah, now we're we're doing all of this as well. Man, <laughs> absolutely brutal. You're so right. How do you feel, Ben? <laughs> hey, Ben, are you okay? Do you listen to our show? <laughs> do you want to talk? <laughs> Can we talk about this specifically actually? That's <laughs> This is deep, man. Uh, okay, the next seed. We are still in the hallway. Topanga is still looking in the mirror and says panicked. It's okay. It's okay. It's just a little hair. It has nothing to do with who I am. I'm still Topanga Lawrence and nobody who cares about me will even notice, right? Feeny then walks up and greets the boys. And then as Topanga turns around and says, oh, what the heck happened to you? Which is wild. Topanga <laughs> says, Mr. Feeney, I've cut my hair in an attempt to show Corey that physical appearance is second to inner beauty. And Corey holds up a wad of her hair, which he is still holding to emphasize this. <laughs> Feeney says, ah, well... In that case, Miss Lawrence, I applaud your attempt at teaching a very valuable lesson during these extremely vulnerable teenage years. She yells, you think I'm ugly and runs away. Feeney <laughs> <laughs> and Corey kind of stand there like watching her go, like looking stunned. And Sean turns and says, nice going, Feeney. And that's the end of the scene. It's just funny. I love her little pep talk to herself of like, everything's okay. And just kind of fearful in her voice and tone, which is fantastic. But Feeney just, what the heck happened to you is such a way to start a sentence to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) When she's clearly like panicked, freaking out, like very physically freaking out. (laughs) Oh, it's fun. He tried to course correct, but it was too late. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Danielle Fischl's doing a great job here, too. Like, yeah. it's so great. Okay, so the next scene. We are in the girls' bathroom. Corey Burson covering his eyes, yelling, Man coming in. I'm not looking. I'm just here on business. Now I'm taking my arm down. You probably want to scatter. Go ahead. Scatter. Scream. Make a big scene. There's two girls at the sink and Topanga. They all turn around to look at him, annoyed, and he's like, see, because I'm a boy. They say nothing, turn back towards the mirrors, and continue, like, primping. <laughs> he sees a couch and asks why they get one, and Topanga says, sometimes we need to lie down. And Corey says, that's where guys are different. We're in, we're out, we don't like to linger. The two girls leave as Topanga turns and says, Corey, I'm having some problems right now, and I'd really like to be alone. He says, well, I'll be alone with you. And he sits down on the couch and gestures for her to join him. She sits down next to him and he says, look, you don't have any problems, all right? Look at yourself in the mirror. You're still beautiful. And I'd like to point out here that he's still holding her hair for some reason. He just hasn't <laughs> let it go. It's in his hands. She goes, I can't look in the mirror. And he says, Topanga, you are right. It doesn't matter to me what you look like. It only matters to me who you are. She says, that's my problem, Corey. I thought I was someone who thought that appearance didn't matter, but that was only because I was comfortable with my appearance all this time. And now I'm not. How shallow can I be? Corey tells her that she's not shallow. You're the deepest, most thoughtful, profound person I've ever known. She asks how her hair looks. And he says, well, that's not one of your strong points anymore. You got to let that go. She takes the clump of hair out of his hand and holds it up next to her missing section, like, sadly. He starts, look, how long did it take you to grow your hair that long? She says, six or seven years. And he jumps up excited. That's perfect, because in six or seven years, you'll grow your hair back. I'll be out of my goosey, goosey stage. Don't you see? It makes us even closer as a couple, because now we are in perfect sync. She smiles and says, you see, Corey, that's why I love you. She kisses and thanks him and finishes, today after school, I'll go out to the beauty parlor and get this all evened out. He says, great idea. She leaves the bathroom and he sort of stands there for a beat before Sean comes out of one of the stalls and walks up next to him. He asks how it went and Corey tells him she's going to the beauty parlor and everything is fine. Sean asks what he wants to do now and Corey's like, I don't know. Want to sit on the couch? And Sean says, yeah. And them sitting on the couch together is how we end the scene. I love Sean just appearing and Corey not acting like that was weird or anything. And then just sitting there it's at the end. It's very completely fun. Completely on, like, just not talked about. It's like, yeah, Sean's here. That's fine. That's normal. Yeah. <laughs> From the top of it, I love that the girls just also don't care that at he's all. in the bathroom. Because this is true now. It literally Mm-mm. doesn't matter. Like, 
you just go into the bathroom or just ch- like in this case they're just in the bathroom they're not even doing anything <laughs> the bathroom couch was something that i forgot about our bathrooms at our school didn't really have them growing mm-hmm. up but there were other places in my life whenever i would go into the bathroom that the gals had a, yeah. a couch so that was a thing that i've forgotten about I love the idea of, like, in the middle of a school day, just going into the bathroom to lay down on the couch. <laughs> I just need I a know, minute. She said it really casually of, like, yeah, sometimes we lie down. I was like, do they? <laughs> do people? In the bathroom? <laughs> I mean, okay. Are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, again, just more sweet words of affirmation in a crisis mode, which was sweet to hear. Uh, and I agree with Corey in that I don't think caring about your appearance makes you shallow. Um, I think it's, if it's the only thing that you care about, Perhaps, right. <laughs> but uh, this is a case. She literally, again, hacked off her hair <laughs> and is now having a crisis. And so I, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I would also be freaking out. Um, but what I do love about their relationship and very clear in this episode is when one of them is freaking out about something, the other is reassuring and comforting them and it balances each other out. Mm. And I think that is really sweet. It's very good like indicative of very good partnership that they're just like being right. super supportive of each other and and exactly what they need in the moment to hear and it's like you guys are so young like how have you figured this out already yeah and they make it look pretty effortless mm-hmm. when they're doing it which is also very positive it's yeah, <laughs> the best uh okay next scene we are in the matthews living room eric is sitting on a couch on a couch on on one of the many couches in this uh, living room. He's sitting on the couch in a row with a mixing bowl of cereal and mixing milk and chocolate syrup in his mouth, watching crime shows as Morgan and Amy come in. Amy notes that it's 4 p.m. and he hasn't moved since she left that morning. Amy notes that it's 4 p.m. and he hasn't moved since she left that morning. You were supposed to go look for a job. He's like, I have been. I've been watching all these crime shows and it occurred to me that what this world needs is Eric Matthews, good looking detective. Morgan says, I'm going to go do so much homework and runs upstairs as he says he's already thought of a theme song. When a crime breaks out, all the cute girls shout, get the good looking guy. When there's a crime out there, he's going to comb his hair because he's the good looking guy. Book him good looking. That's the thing he does. <laughs> Amy says, I'm scared for you. You've got to get out of this house. And he's like, and do what? Even if I did get a job with only a high school diploma, the best I could ask for is minimum wage. And what they take out for taxes, I think I could do better solving crimes. He starts to sing the song again. And Amy puts her hand to his mouth and says, sweetheart, you cannot just mope around the house. She suggests he goes out on a date. And he's like, all the girls I used to date left for college. She's like, I'm sure there are some nice girls in town. And he's like, townies? You want me to date a townie? Oh, that is great, mom. I can see him now sitting on their couch in their ratty back bathrobes watching daytime tv eating bonbons his mom gives him a look and he says defensively these are cocoa puffs and i'm a detective and that's the end of the scene oh eric he's doing nothing which is exactly what i expected i'm not gonna lie um the only real note that i have here is a continuity goof uh when he's on the couch he has his hand around a milk container and then the next scene it is in the bowl fun (laughs) on the bowl so not doing a dang thing the song was definitely something I was not expecting. He just started singing. And it's not like he sang like a little bit. Like he just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> he did two full verses. He did two and full then... verses. And I also did two full verses. Yeah, you did the whole thing, which I also I wasn't expecting. I mean, I feel like it. it's necessary. Sure. <laughs> I remembered this song in my childhood. <laughs> Uh, so the next scene, we are at the beauty parlor. Sean and Corey are waiting for Topanga as Sean knows that she's been in there for a long time. Corey's like, what are you getting crazy for? She's just getting a haircut. Sean's like, no, we've known Topanga all our life. She doesn't wear makeup. She's never been to a beauty parlor. She's completely natural. Corey's like, what's the big deal? And Sean says, the big deal is she was beautiful before without anybody's help. Now she has professional help. She's going to be mega beautiful. We're not even going to be able to look at her directly without burning our retinas. Corey's <laughs> like, this is not Beverly Hills. It's a neighborhood beauty salon next to Old Lady Schneider's Dome donut shop i mean they don't exactly do miracles here a beautiful woman is turned around in a chair and john says old lady schneider and Corey says it's a miracle schneider walks out beaming and Corey's like oh no topanga's gonna walk out looking 10 times more beautiful than when she came in john's like okay the first thing she's gonna do is dump you then start hanging out with other unbelievably good looking people Corey asks how he knows that and he's like it's what we do Corey says i think that's interesting but oh so wrong 
Sean asks why, and he says, because if anybody knows hair, it's me. When I get a haircut, it looks terrible for like the first six weeks. Then all of a sudden it looks terrific for like a day. Then it's time for another cut. It's what I like to call the haircut cycle of shame. Sean's like, okay, and that's what you think is going to happen to Topanga? Corey says, yes, I do, because the universe knows that Topanga and I are supposed to be together. So the universe has seen fit to put Topanga in that chair and make her hideous so we can get through our teenage years, awkward hand and awkward hand. Sean says, you know she's coming out looking great, don't you? Corey completely collapses into Sean and cries, yes, and it's very funny. <laughs> Topanga then comes out of a door in her same outfit, but her hair is much shorter. She's a little made up. She looks stunning. The audience agrees. Sean is staring mouth agape as Corey turns around to see her and says, well, this universe blows. And that is the end of the scene. Oh, man. Yeah, really just transforming people's appearances at this place. But <laughs> I... Love and also hated whenever Corey was like, knew that she was going to be beautiful when she came out no matter what. But the fact that he was like, mm -hmm. just make her ugly. I was like, come on. Okay. <laughs> come on. Very fun. But yeah, I mean, Topanga came out. Everybody was like, woo. And even I was like, dang. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very drastic transformation. She looks gorgeous. Um, I mean, Daniel Fischel is gorgeous, but like, it's just, she looks very different, right? Like her hair was very long and it now is like a little bit past shoulder length. And it's like, got all this body, you know, does a thing with like the zhuzhing. That's what I, I couldn't figure out how to spell the word zhuzh because I don't <laughs> think it's a real word. Yeah. I mean, and she does have like a little bit of makeup on. She's wearing yeah. for, there's probably going to be pictures with this whenever I do post about it. But I mean, she's wearing like a crop top-esque, like tied in the front yeah, type of shirt too. Like so it's like, shirt. oh, she's looking hot now. And she knows mm -hmm. that. Because she's also like, again, standing in type of like some kind of way and like yeah. kind of pushing back her hair a little bit at the end of the scene. And it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you look very good and good for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think now we're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with more hair today, goon tomorrow, right after this. Hello, everybody. It's Sid. Welcome to the mid-roll, the spot where we do announcements, featured ads and anything else we want to talk about and promote. First things first, let's talk about Patreon. If you like our show and any of the others on the Scavengers Network, please consider backing us at patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network. For just $2 a month, you can get access to hours and hours of bonus content, and every donation helps support us and the network. I know I've said it in the past, but I'm finally tweaking up and finishing up the 90s con vlog. It's gonna be up, I promise. I'm sending it in soon. Um, but it's, it's a fun little vlog, and if you would like to see it and any other bonus content from other people on the network again it's patreon.com slash the scavengers network our second announcement if you missed the snips showcase the scavengers network indie podcast showcase and you'd still like to see it don't you worry you can still watch it via the scavengers network youtube channel uh i have to confirm when the ones that uh, tay and i are going out live on the channel but again we were part of two different hours one for our other show at jams for thee and also on frankenstein's jukebox as guests and it was just a really fun time and so i will tweet those out on our socials whenever they do go on the page but all of the other content on the snip showcase or from the snip showcase rather was very cool worth checking out again that's on the scavengers network youtube channel our third and final announcement is about merch. The Lost Years has some merch available on the Scavengers Network website. Uh, if you go to scavengersnetwork.com slash the Lost Years shop, all one word, uh, no hyphens or anything, you can find our sweet little idiot dad hat for our sweet baby boy Sean. Uh, everybody loves a hat. You know, the holidays are coming up. Get yourself a, a dad hat. Who doesn't love a dad hat? <laughs> But honestly, some other cool news. We have a shirt that is in the works, uh, and Tay and I are both psyched about it. And it will also be on that page whenever it actually starts going live. So again, it's scavengersnetwork.com slash the lost year shop, all one word. All right. I think it's time to get back to the episode. Are you enjoying it? Because I'm enjoying it. It's a, it's a fun one. This is, this is a good one. It's going to keep getting better. We have good talks. This is nothing. If you have water and a snack and let's, if you don't go get some, we're just going to get back into it. Okay. Okay. Hey man, have you listened to Days and Confused 33 and a third? Be a lot cooler if you did. 
Dazed and Confused 33 and a third. We're cruising through the movie one song at a time with a cool new guest every week. We're talking about the fashion, the music, the characters, what they meant to us then, and how we relate to them now. So join us at Dazed and Confused 33 and a third. Just keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. And we're back at the beauty parlor. Same scene. We pick up right where we left off. Topanga asks, isn't somebody going to say anything? Sean, sort of under his breath, repeats, she's my best friend's girl. She's my best friend's girl. She's my best friend's girl. And then he gives up, says, oh, to heck with that. Marry me. I live in a trailer park and I have no education, but my hair does this. And he like tosses it a couple of times. Corey's like, Sean. And he's like, shut up, man. I'm going for it. Corey sprays him with like a nearby water spritzer. And he says, thanks, I'm back. But when Corey turns around, he keeps making call me signs at her. He stops when Corey notices. And then Corey says, Topanga, I want the name of the guy who did this to you. She says, you don't like it? And he says, no, no, no. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I'm in love with this girl who was never interested in what she looked like before. And now I see makeup on your face and polish on your nails and toes. And Sean is staring down in this moment, grinning. So Corey tells him to stop looking at her toes. And he says, but they sparkle. Corey finishes, I want the name of the guy who did this to you. And she says, my stylist's name is Mr. Cellini. But Corey, it's just a haircut. It's just some makeup. It's not going to change me she looks at her watch and says oh gotta go and starts to leave Corey asks where she's going she says this outfit with this hair hello bye-bye i am so at the mall the boys watch her go and Corey says this just isn't like topanga obviously she's under the influence of this mr cellini sean's like yeah i say we go back there Corey says, you are my friend, aren't you? Sean's like, of course I am. Corey asks, and this little thing with Topanga? Sean says, well, I think the three of us could be very happy together. (laughs) (laughs) And like, frankly, yes. Like, (laughs) that's what they are anyway, essentially. Um, The boys go back and Corey asks which one of them worked on Topanga. And a man with an Italian, I'm going to... I'm like, should I try to do this accent? It's insane. No? Okay. A man with an Italian accent says, that would be me, Bosco Cellini. Corey asks, I want to know where you get off taking a natural beauty like Topanga and painting her face and nails and messing with her beautiful hair. Cellini says, messing? Hey, friend to the little whiny boy. Did he say messing? Sean confirms and Cellini says, well, for your informazioni, it is very (laughs) rare that on a Tuesday, our slow day, that Vinu de Milo herself would sit in my chair and say to me, make with me what you wish i am a european man secure enough in my own masculinity to admit to you i wept i cry like a little baby cries now imagine all of that in a bad italian accent okay sean (laughs) says all right bosco first of all we're in the middle of philadelphia so let's just drop this phony accent cellini says scusi and sean yells talk in english which i don't love but whatever Cellini, though, now in a Brooklyn accent, says, all right, all right, so here's how it went down. Chicky comes in, plops down a half a C note, right? I do a little snippety snip, bada boom, bada bing, your girlfriend's a looker. Corey says, you're right, I mean, she is beautiful. (laughs) Sean tells him they should go, there's nothing left for him here, and Corey says to Cellini, you did a very nice job. He says, hey, don't mention it. The boys leave, and that's the end of the scene. (laughs) This scene is wild. Right from the beginning, when Sean was like, she's my best friend's girl, she's my best friend's girl, I was like, Sean, God <laughs> it's, like, it's so it's funny. It's so funny. <laughs> I live in a trailer park and I have no education, but my hair, though. <laughs> um, so if you don't know, Pod Meets World is a show that exists that they also talk about the show. Mm-hmm. I found out when listening to it that Danielle had a big crush on Ryder. Yes. Um, and so this. it is funny to think about this scene also, which I, I don't know exactly like how long the crush had lasted, but knowing that there was that type of tension, probably like, yep, they wrote us to also kind of be in this little flirty vibe. But it seems like funny. she didn't know when, right. or he didn't know rather, <laughs> when she said that, he was like, what do you mean? And I feel like there was like a moment of like, well, what, what if? <laughs> what what if? Did, he had a little moment of crisis. Yeah. He was like, I didn't know that. What do you mean? Yeah. But I even mean just for like Danielle's side yeah. of like her being like, oh, they Uh-oh. wrote it to be like, he's flirting with yeah, me. Yeah, and it's yeah. not just Ben, which is great. But her little line about the hello, bye bye. I'm so at the ball. I was like, that is not Topanga. That I agree. That line is iconic. <laughs> it's iconic. It was in commercials for a really long time. It's like one of my favorite lines she ever says because it's deeply not her. <laughs> hello, yeah. bye bye. I'm so at the mall. Sean's line about, I think the three of us could be very happy. I was like, yes, throuple. Yes. <laughs> Polyamory. <laughs> Woo-hoo. 
And then this whole thing with the stylist at the end, I already didn't like his accent because it was so fake Italian, mm-hmm. like very stereotypical Italian accent that anybody could do. <laughs> and whenever Sean said the talk in English, I was like, hey, that is really insensitive. Yeah. But then when he actually dropped the fake accent, I was like, what? <laughs> what is, <laughs> what is What's happening? the message here? <laughs> Because every single way that he was, like, speaking in the Italian accent was very, again, stereotypical, like, Italian phrases. And just, it it felt really weird from a writing standpoint of, like, yeah, let's just throw all of this in here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then also, it's all fake. (laughs) He's just a guy from Brooklyn. (laughs) He's just some guy. (laughs) Some guy. Sorry, that tickled me. It was very funny. Um, okay, so the next scene, we are this, this scene. We, <laughs> I have so many feelings about this this scene. Okay, the next scene, we are with Chubby's. Eric is on a date talking about how because he didn't get into college, he's stuck in town for a while. His date tells him it's not so bad and that you get used to it. She is adorable. Um, th- this doesn't mean anything, but I just think she's so pretty. Eric says he's okay with it. And he talks about how he had an internship at channel five and he wanted to be a weatherman, but I don't know. I guess they thought I was too young and didn't have enough life experience, which frankly I think is crazy. I mean, I'm 18. I've lived, you know, his day degrees. And she <laughs> says, I'm 18 and I feel like I have some life experience. I mean, I have a two year old to take care of. He's a big handful. And between putting him in daycare and working double shifts at the dairy queen, I actually wouldn't mind a little less life experience. He says, can't your parents help you? And she says, you've got your mom and dad helping you? He says, well, you know, just financially. She replies, that's nice. You're very lucky, Eric. He says, yeah, thanks. I guess I'm luckier than I thought. And that is the end of the scene. Okay. I love it, but also it feels so thrown in here. It does. It's deeply random. It's just to like show Eric that he has it better than he thinks. But it's also they don't do anything about it later yeah so it's like here but also why and also this poor girl (laughs) she was 16 it doesn't sound like she's got the guy around either and her parents presumably abandoned her because she got pregnant and i'm like "Mm, you don't even have a name are you okay i know that was the thing i was like who is this girl they never say anything she's a townie what blows my mind is that in the last episode eric was so content with just like being in a small town yeah. and like having the people around. And then as soon as it's like, Hey Eric, you're back in your hometown. Why don't you actually get to know people here? He's like, nah, you why? <laughs> and then he meets them and is like, wow. Hmm. I I've lived, but also I haven't. And also I have parents that care Take for me. me yeah. And that's it. Like that's, that's the scene. That's where I was like, he can't relate to this, which I like love about the scene, but also because they don't resolve it in the end, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels very just unfulfilled as a scene. Yeah. Just to be like, here's a little nugget of knowledge and goodbye. Yeah, because <laughs> it could be it could be deeply profound if he acts on any of that information in the sense of like, mm-hmm. oh shit, like I have, I have it very good. Let me figure out what it is that I actually want because I do still have options in the way that other people do not. And he doesn't Correct. do that in this like in this Spoiler episode. Alert. He doesn't do anything. He just it's yeah. so it feels you're right. It feels very thrown in in a way that is like I want this to be meaningful, and in some ways it is, but not if you do nothing. Then it's just an experience you had, and you're not learning anything, right? Because presumably, like Corey and like the rest of the gang having lessons, they do learn stuff and then evolve over time, exactly. and so it felt very strange to put a lesson in front of Eric and then for it to just be "Eh, okay yeah when even in like other episodes he's had lessons and actually had to deal with the repercussions of things Mm -hmm. and it it just yeah (laughs) I was so confused when like the next Eric scene happens here because I was like and nothing happened and nothing has changed (laughs) and part of me I was like I wish that they would have flipped scenes mm-hmm. because then it could have been something or like felt like it was going to be something. Yeah. But I think throwing it right in the middle was just a weird, a weird way to just do it in general. And it's kind of a bummer, too. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> normally, I mean, like B-side or B-plots are supposed to be kind of silly. Kind of silly. Yeah. And it was for a minute. And then it got really serious. <laughs> and then they just forgot about that <laughs> and continue to make the B plot silly. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I have a I have a lot of feelings about this person because I'm like, I'm so sorry for the way your life is going and I want better for you. 
Um, the sentence double shifts at the Dairy Queen made me so sad. I don't yeah. know why. I was like, I'm so sorry. Anyway, I'm thinking about her. <laughs> Eric's life is good. <laughs> that's, that's the lesson. Yeah, the lesson is Eric has a good life, I guess. <laughs> um, so the next scene, we're in Turner's class. The bell rings and Turner tells everyone to take their seats. A bunch of guys are standing around Topanga's desk and he says, what is so interesting that you have to crowd around? And then he turns and sees Topanga and goes, oh boy, look at you. She says, yeah, I got a haircut. You like it? Corey butts in with, hey, hey, focus, Mr. Turner. Some of us are here to learn. Turner starts talking <laughs> about John Merrick and the play The Elephant Man, how he was horribly disfigured but won the hearts of London with his wonderful inner spirit. Corey turns to Sean and says, I come from a good looking family and I'm just going through my awkward teenage phase, but that doesn't mean I can't win the hearts of high school society with my wonderful inner spirit. Turner continues, what's interesting about Merrick is that he came from a good looking family yet was so hideous himself. He was forced to wear a burlap sack over his head and perform as a sideshow freak until the day that his oversized head rolled back and he died. Corey asks when he grew out of this death and then Feeney comes in and announces Friday is picture day so everyone should try to look their best. This causes Corey to daydream his and his friend's yearbook photos with Sean and Topanga looking great and himself with a burlap sack over his head and the quote I'm a human being. He comes out of the daydream and says Sean I just want to die. Please don't lift my oversized head as he slowly puts his head back on Sean's desk. Sean pats his forehead and that's the end of the scene. Again just sad that they're making <laughs> the writers made it a thing where they're comparing like Corey in his mind is comparing himself to the elephant man mm -hmm. of being disfigured it's like child you are You're just you are fine kid. it's fine everything's okay <laughs> you don't need a burlap sack yeah. um i did love that turner was back it was just nice seeing him because it's the first time that we've yeah. seen him this season uh after everything I and him. i I did love the yearbook photos because underneath Sean's, it said, wait, wait, there's enough for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and underneath Topanga's, it just says queen of the hotties. <laughs> I was hoping Which you is insanely those. good. <laughs> but I did love under his, it's just, I'm a human I'm being. I'm a human being. <laughs> oh, why? Yeah, man. It's not. Why you treat Ben that way? It's not good. <laughs> like. This is really such a horrible time for him to be going through this, especially since like literally at the end of last season, he was so popular that he was going on dates with different girls every week. So I don't yeah. think that anybody like you're you're insecure. You have your personal insecurities like nobody actually sees him that way. But it's right. just such a hard time. You're so fragile at that. Right, age. And they're just over exaggerating yeah. like how he would be feeling and it, it is a bummer because especially how you said with the last season it's kind of an ego boost mm -hmm. to be like wow everybody wants you and then to be like life is <laughs> horrible for you and so hard because of how you look yeah. how about that think think about that for a little bit ben <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do about it ben <laughs> Um, okay, so the next scene, we are back at the beauty parlor. Corey bursts in to the salon to talk to Cellini, who fakes his Italian accent at first, and then when he sees it's Corey, he says, oh, it's you, the little whiny kid. And Corey's like, no, I don't need that guy. I want you to be Cellini, the artist, and help me like you helped Topanga. Cellini's like, forget it. I don't take walk-ins. You don't walk in here in the middle of the afternoon and expect me to take a walk-in. Corey says, I'm walking in with 75 bucks. Cellini takes the cash, and then in his Italian accent says, attenzione, cappuccini, cappuccini for the little whiny kid. He takes him to a chair and that is the end of the scene so this is a fun math thing uh with money from the 90s that would be 140 dollars <gasps> oh so i what i know about guys and hair is that when it's short like they don't have to pay as much so the fact that he's going in there and is like 140 bucks give me everything you got <laughs> <laughs> and i love that he refers to him as the little whiny kid <laughs> yes like, sir, you have these two different personalities uh, and you're faking fully being Italian. So I would not be talking. <laughs> maybe he's Italian. He's just doing maybe, a bad job. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's Italian, but the, the accent is obviously fake. <laughs> Okay, so the next scene, we are back in the Matthews living room. Eric is on the couch again in his bathrobe with a mixing bowl full of cereal, sadly singing his detective show theme as Alan walks in, looks at him and says, what the heck are you doing? Eric says, this is who I am now, daddy. I'm a townie. I'm worse than a townie because I rely on my parents for economic support. I didn't even buy this cereal. You bought this cereal. You bought my clothes. You bought this cereal. You bought the milk, which was white when it started, but it's chocolate now because it's Cocoa Puffs and I've been sitting here for nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> He's 
so pouty and cute when he says this. Alice says, Eric, get off your butt and get a job right now. He pulls Eric off the couch, gives him the paper and forces him outside. Eric turns in the doorway and says, thank you, daddy. And Alan shuts the door in his face and that's the end of the scene. Okay, so he's back to sitting on the couch and doing nothing. Mm -hmm. He did not learn the lesson in the way that you think that he would because now he's just moping about the fact that his life is good, which is such a weird... It's a choice. Such a weird thing. Why was that what he learned? I mean, I I love at the end, whatever Alan did tell him to get a job, put him out. He's like, thank you, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> just really like, all right, you pushed me. Thanks. But yeah. oh, I just, I have potential for him and it, it sucks whenever it's just, no, I'm not, I'm not doing the things and yeah. now I'm going to be complaining because life is hard because <laughs> you take care of me so well. It's so weird. <laughs> Um, okay, so the next scene, we are back in the girls' bathroom. Topanga walks in and over to the mirror and starts, like, tussling and preening her hair. Uh, one of the stalls is pushed open by Sean, who is inside, and says, so here's how I see it. Topanga tells him, you know, you guys really can't make it a habit to be in here, but continues preening, doesn't, like, react to this much. Sean says, I grew up with these two people, and, uh, I guess you can say they're my two best friends in the world. I love this. Topanga asks anybody I know, and he continues, as I understand it, one of them, who, in my opinion, is a good-looking guy, is going through a shaky time right now she asks where Corey is kind of concerned and Sean says that's not as important as where you are Topanga and all the time that I've known you I can't remember you ever looking in a mirror you had this confidence about yourself and I really like that about you she's like come on Sean everybody in high school has a mirror in their locker and checks each other out and only cares about how they look he replies but up until a few days ago you never did your world got completely rocked when you hacked your hair off and saw that for two seconds you could actually look a little less than perfect she looks at herself in the mirror and says this isn't me is it Sean he stands behind her and says, well, not the Topanga I know, but obviously we're all at that age where we're going through changes. She turns the faucet on and flips her hair under the running water as Sean looks on and then flips her head back up towards him, spraying it with water. He kind of laughs and is like, that's great. Thanks. And that's the end of the scene. All right. Sean being the one to drop lessons also about outward appearances is very awesome (laughs) um because sean's always been like the cool good looking one out of the group Mm -hmm. has been like his whole thing and so it's great to be like hey literally like take a look at yourself this is different because she did all of a sudden kind of become a person that's obsessed with her appearance yeah and it's just great that he's also got Corey's back throughout all of it and is like be that supportive couple of each other but realize that the fact that she didn't even know where Corey was i thought was interesting and also, if if Corey and Topanga weren't dating, whenever she flipped her hair back up, it would have been such a cute kiss moment. <laughs> Just say She got oddly close to him whenever all that happened, and it was really cute. But alas, she's taken. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a moment when he was standing behind her, and they were looking at each other in the mirror. I was like, this is... The tension is here, guys. No! The tension is here. Yeah, Corey and Topanga are cute, I guess. Dating. I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I feel a lot of ways about this because I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing to care about your appearance and want to look good. And I feel like in right. a lot of ways, um, there is a little bit of like shaming about this in the way that he's like, you used to not care and now you care and that makes you kind of a weird, bad person. And I don't think he's right. like necessarily saying that, but it does sort of paint this weird picture of like, you can only be hot if you don't know you're hot. Right, which is a weird way to spin it. <laughs> yeah, it makes you like a shallow person. And I don't necessarily agree with that. And I also don't know if that's, I don't think that's what they're going for, right? But it's its its yeah. just like a very weird conversation and that I really love it. I love them talking like this candidly to each other. I love Sean calling Topanga one of his best friends. I think that's great. Um, yeah. And I also like that he's the person who is is who snaps her her out of it essentially but i'm also like i don't know man i don't think it's a bad thing to i don't think it's bad that she got a makeover and is feeling herself like yeah i mean that's part of the struggle i think too is this is part of my lesson so Mm. spoiler alert it's hard to talk about it because it's like throughout the episode and i just want to be like haha brush it off like nothing happened um (laughs) i do feel like it is how you said like it's okay to care about your appearance right like and feel comfortable in your own skin because like whenever I get my hair done or like doing that like I feel great I it is different it's not me doing my hair or like makeup like whenever I get my things things done like that it's like damn Mm -hmm. I'm feeling great and that's not bad I think it's hard whenever anybody kind of writes 
about these types of situations because it's like you don't want to fully care about your appearance and I feel like the lesson here is like the outward appearances aren't the only things that matter yeah and it's hard to write that without being like stop it (laughs) stop Stop caring about the way you look (laughs) stop putting a little bit of effort into yourself and like uh and loving it but yeah I don't know I think it because the way that they have it where it's like Corey is about to change or like wants to change everything about himself is because it's like feel like feeling comfortable like she's feeling very comfortable in like her new self Mm. and so like he also wants to feel comfortable like with himself and it is weird it's never like a good it's it's kind of like that trope whenever uh in movies especially in the 90s and early 2000s whenever they're like she's beautiful now because she put in a little bit of effort (laughs) yeah she took her glasses off and took her hair out of braids so now she's hot (laughs) (laughs) it's like those types of things where it's like no i mean everybody's beautiful we just have to figure out how to say it in a way that's not just only caring about (laughs) what you look like on the outside not on the inside yeah, it's uh it's definitely a very big gray area slash situation. Um and I do still admire, of course, the way they talk about this is like what I didn't know that this I forgot that this episode was early in the season. Um really? I knew it was in season four, but I thought it was further in. I thought it was like four or five um and so i was like so surprised when it was episode two i was like oh it's this one that's great uh so it's it's fun in the sense of like i love this episode for a lot of reasons but this particular scene i'm like i Mm -hmm. see what you're going for and i feel like you didn't not do it but you're also still saying another thing that's like not ideal and i just have feelings about that but also it's tv (laughs) yeah yeah, it's weird because, I mean, Topanga did have a lot of confidence before. I feel like that's always been her whole thing is yeah. like being very confident, uh, being more of the intellectual one, like still looking great. Like that's just that's been Topanga. And yeah. so, yeah, to be like she now that she does look in a mirror all of a sudden, it's like you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> you've changed, bro. You're like, different. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I love whenever the two of them just get to talk. Though. I know it is really I, fun to uh, watch them because you always see Corey and Topanga, and you always see Sean and Corey, and so then it's like, yeah, these two actually—the fact that he does refer to her as his as one of his best friends—yeah—and then they do just get to chat. It's like, oh, I love it. It's nice. It's I love nice. their friendship. <laughs> um. Okay. Next scene. We are back at the salon. Topanga runs in with wet hair and her jacket unbuttoned. Says, "Stop! Stop! Please don't touch him." Cellini says, "Too late. I am finito." And proud to say this is my best work ever. Everything I have done until now was dreck. This is my masterpiece. He turns Corey around in the chair and he looks exactly the same, but is grinning excitedly. Topanga sighs with relief and says, oh, he's beautiful. And Shalini goes, of course, I have had to call upon all of my skills and powers. Corey gets out of the chair and says, I really look okay. She says, I think I'm falling in love all over again. He walks over to her and they have a little peck. And then Jelini calls Topanga a wet rodent and asks what he did to his work. Once again, as a European, I weep without embarrassment. He like bites his finger and walks away. (laughs) And Corey says, what are you talking about? She looks beautiful, just like she always was. She says, you too, Corey, just like you always were. They embrace and them kissing is the freeze frame on which we end the episode proper. It's cute. So it's cute. Uh, the line, I think I'm falling in love all over again, was adorable. adorable. Um, I did not appreciate that he called her a wet rodent. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that was uncalled for. Her hair is wet. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even like drenched. It's just like slightly wet. Like it's yeah. okay. The note that I have here is he gypped Corey out of $75. Totally. He didn't even get a haircut. He didn't do anything. He looks exactly (laughs) the same. I cannot trust this enough. And the fact that Corey also is like, how do I look? Like, it looks good. Were you not looking in the mirror the whole time? He didn't do anything. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Like, and again, I get it because they're trying to be like, you didn't have to change. Yeah. We all love you. But it's like, this man stole your money. (laughs) He stole your money. He like fully stole $75 from you. Because not even, like, I would have even loved if they had just like cut his hair. And they didn't do that. Nothing is different. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they are really cute relationship goals. Um, 
and being really supportive, like I said earlier, and it's just adorable. What a real cut to Ben's morale, though. Oh, my God. I know, truly. We can't get over it because it's the biggest thing about it is, like, we are making fun of Ben. You know what it makes me think about? Um, That episode of Glee where Santana just tears into Kurt for being like, you and Brittany are getting married too soon. Spoilers for Glee. If you haven't seen Glee, it's been like 10 years. Um, and the the apparently, Ryan Murphy wrote that scene literally to insult Chris Colfer. And Santana felt terrible, um, or Naya felt terrible about like having to say it. And like in between <sighs> takes was like, I'm so sorry. I love you. I'm so sorry. Um, so Ryan Murphy's a terrible person. I don't know if you guys knew that, but he sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It just a glee a glee side tangent. That yeah. was a horrible like monologue it's that she did. One of my favorite Santana monologues because she delivered like Naya Rivera was so so good at yeah. tearing people down in that show. Like she just the way she delivered things with like I miss her. She's wonderful. But also it was so mean. <laughs> it's so like, mean. So mean. It's so mean. <laughs> anyway, that's glee. <laughs> that's what you missed on glee. <laughs> Okay, end credits. We are in the Matthews living room. Eric walks in in a suit. He calls out to his parents and tells them that he got a job. They say that they're proud and ask him what kind of job he got. He turns on the TV and the intro for good looking guy starts playing over shots of him with like a, a silenced pistol doing things on a green screen, essentially. He is then awoken from the stream in his bathrobe with a now empty bowl of cereal and his parents standing over him. He says, mommy, I was fighting crime. Alan says, Eric, put down the Cocoa Puffs and get a job. He gets up and says, okay, okay. He's like grumbling as he leaves. Send me out the door in a bathrobe. What kind of job could I possibly get in a bathrobe? He opens the door, sees it's dark outside and finishes at night as he looks back at his parents. <laughs> Alan waves at him as Amy looks on amused, and that is the end of the episode in full. Okay, the green screen TV show is funny. It is extremely poorly produced. Um, yeah, as I is, think like, that's intentional. Intent. But yeah, oh, but, that, but that's like why I love it. Is it yeah. feels so silly. Um, and then once in a while, you just need a really silly moment on a show, uh, especially to end this like insane episode about your personal appearance as a teenager and how tumultuous those times are. Yeah, my other note about this. That gallon of milk has got to be so gross because <laughs> it's been out for like two full days now. And he probably yeah. put it in at some point, but like he had it out for a full day and then had it out f- for another full day. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's yeah, it definitely shouldn't still be being drunk. It's uh, it's very bad milk at this point, for sure. And that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. That was the end of the episode. What was the lesson, Sid? Hey, so I kind of said it. The the last big one that we were talking about. Um, one, we're all beautiful people, and it yeah, is man. okay to put a little TLC into yourself because your body deserves it, <laughs> and you should be able to feel great. They're just. It's not the only thing that matters in life, and how they try to say with your inner self is also yeah. beautiful. And don't just care about looks for people. Who you are is more important than what you look like. Exactly. Oh, that's so much more succinct than my point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut the legs out. No, but that's what I was trying to say just in more words. Um, So you did a great job. (laughs) No, thanks. Um, All right. Well, hey, welcome to the end of the episode, baby. We've done it. We here. We back. Oh, we back. (laughs) Uh, yeah, if you would like to keep up with us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Lost Years Pod. We share when episodes drop, we share funny memes, and we also ask what you're nostalgic for. And while I did not have one this week, trying a new thing here. So let's do it. Uh, let's do it. The one for next week, if you'd like to participate in this, uh, we want to know what was your favorite school item you bought when it was back to school season? Yeah. So if you'd like to participate, go on our Twitter and Instagram. And then we'll read them on the show. Hell yeah. Um, love that. I was going to start doing it, but we should do it next week. Yeah. When we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can also email us the answer to that question at thelostyearspod at gmail.com and we'll read your email on the show. You can also rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Spotify, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It really helps us out, helps people find the show, and is very sweet and kind and good and um, nice and lovely. And how many more cinnamons can I come up with? Hmm. Wonderful. Genuine. Generous. 
generous. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And thank you to the Skywriters Network for having us on the network. You can check out other cool shows there like Wet Hot American Moon Juice and Amateur Detective Club on www.skywritersnetwork.com. .com. Um, if you want to find us individually, our personal handles are in our show handles. But um, I said this last week and I want it to be true. So I'm going to just manifest it. I will be coming back to Twitch at some point this month. So twitch.tv slash it's That's where I will be. T-A-Y-Y-C-R-O. That's how you spell that. And um, Bachelor in Paradise is still going on. So when I catch it, I'm live tweeting at Tay's Live Tweets. So check me out. Yeah, and I am on TikTok at Sudsley, and I try to make some fun content there when I can. I feel like I've been on more of a roll lately with hey. trying to get back into just posting random stuff. So Love that for you. If you like that, find me. <laughs> All right. I think that's the end of the podcast. And I would say that we did a good job, and I'm proud of us. <laughs> we'll pat myself on the back. <laughs> yeah, just pat myself on the back at this moment. I think we could all do for patting ourselves on the back. And I'm really hoping that my audio sounds okay because I've been anxious about it this entire recording. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. It looks fine on my playback, but you know, you can never know for sure. So I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> you will know. And everybody else who listens will also know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all. Hey, See you next week. Oh, what? I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to say it now. Um, we are pretty much at 4,000 plays uh, and downloads. So Delightful. thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for listening. 4,000 for fourth season. Let's go. That's kind of crazy. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. That's really cool. Oh Let's get 1,000 every season. <laughs> I mean, that's like the track we're going, which I'm not mad at. No, it's awesome. That's very, very cool. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, as always. And um, until next time. You're tight. You're Sid. Just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? Goodbye, fam. Bye, fam. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.